Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. Super excited to have Leah of OK Cowgirl on the show today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Two great singles out for your new project, OK Cowgirl, Get Gone and Don't Go. Kind of diametrically opposed, it seems, those titles which we'll get into a little later. But before we we get into the two songs and the new project, uh, tell me a little bit about your background in music. How'd you get involved in the New York City music scene? I I started songwriting when I was about 14. And I really really think of myself as a songwriter first and foremost. Like, you know, I, I play a couple instruments and I love to sing, but songwriting is is the thing that I could not live without. It's just second nature to me. And so that's when I really, for me, that's what like bookmarks my sort of the beginning of my musical journey. Um, I had sang in choirs, I grew up playing classical piano, but when I was 14, I started writing original music and I started playing the open mic circuit around Detroit and booking a few gigs, playing some some nice little cute street festivals and stuff and just uh, just sort of getting into this and, and trying to figure out, wow, like, is, is this a hobby for me or is this something I really want to pursue more seriously? And um, when I graduated from high school, I decided I wanted to go to school in New York primarily because of, you know, all of the musical opportunities, it seemed like there was going to be there. And um, I, I love New York. <laughs> I love New York so much. I love it, especially right now, as I'm missing it while I'm not there. But um, I, uh, I did not study music in school. I was at, at NYU, I was in the Gallatin school. And I actually was looking at some, I was looking at the art world and music in a broader sense. Um, thinking about distinctions between lowbrow and highbrow art, stuff like that. But I, music continued to be my main passion. I continued writing and gigging and, and meeting different people and just being inspired by the city and the creative community there. And um, yeah, I actually, I started this band the summer after I finished undergrad. Um, and I really think of those forced first four years in New York as sort of me just getting my bearings, just trying to understand the scene and the community and, um, and slowly putting the band together. I mean, it takes time to, to meet people that you really gel with in that way. I always tell people that, <laughs> that finding bandmates is sort of like finding romantic partners because you just have to connect in so many different ways and feel comfortable with each other and really share a common vision. Yeah, so what's the current lineup and how long have you been playing with those members? Totally. I know this project has gone under has gone through a name change and maybe a couple of different iterations. Yeah, yeah. We um so I started the band in 2018 uh and the first member other than myself was Matt Birkenhalls, our drummer. And um, I had met Matt in college. He had he had played with me, um, you know, when I was still sort of when my solo project was my main focus. I would sort of ask Matt to join me on stage occasionally for certain gigs. And so when I was like, "Hey, like I'm gonna start a rock band," he was he was all in, which was super exciting. And um, 
and then uh, the bass player. Our bass player is Jace Hottenroth, and he's actually uh, my partner. And this band would never have existed without him because, you know, I sort of I reached this lull where I had I had the solo project that had been around for eight years now, and I was just not feeling very inspired by it. And I was sort of I don't know I'd fallen into this. Um, this I had this reputation of, of being a sad girl of, of writing these songs that were sort of slow and melancholic and it was just the pianos and the piano and me most of the time and I was starting to feel really trapped by that and um, I was like gosh like I want to I want to make a different kind of music I want to sing about different types of things and just have a, a different kind of energy and Jace is the one who who lent me his guitar and was like here take this and I was like what do I do with this and he's like I don't know write a song on guitar. I was like, I don't know how to play guitar. He's like, well, give it a try. <laughs> and that was that was really the beginning. And so, uh, you know, I, I started teaching myself guitar, writing on guitar, and Jace was like, well, I guess I'll hop on bass. And, um, and then we met Jake, our lead guitarist, um, and he sort of just filled out our sound. Yeah, it's a cool story. And I also think it's really interesting that you mentioned that it seems like there was a certain point where what you envisioned your music to sound like and be like reached a, a critical turning point. And you did change the name of the project, even though it's still primarily your songwriting and your project. You went by your name and Leah and the Low Keys, and now it's, of course, OK Cowgirl. Why did you feel it was necessary to kind of make a name change instead of just continuing to make maybe music that sounded different than it previously did under the same name? Because it seems like that's something that was critically important for you to do. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I um, I wanted this project to have its own name that wasn't so related to my personal name was because, like... I, I still wanted to continue making my sad girl piano-based music. And, and, that, and I'm still doing that. And it's in the works. I'm working on, you know, releasing something under my name sometime in the next year or so. But um, I wanted to be able to... I was sort of like really thinking about this, the difference between, you know, your identity as a person and your identity as uh, like an artist or a performer and trying to... I had a lot of anxieties about like wanting to be authentic, but also wanting to be the wanting to, you know, feel free to experiment and explore more. And so one of the ways that I felt more uncomfortable or <laughs> one of the ways I felt more comfortable trying to, you know, launch off in a different direction was by sort of, you know, naming the project something that wasn't so related to my personal name and i thought that it would just sort of empower me to to play around have a little more fun and not be so worried that that um oh like this is me instead it could just be hey this is something that's fun <laughs> yeah totally and it's always cool to hear that and what goes into a name change and how it empowers artists to explore different territory and it sounds like that's exactly what happened yeah tell me about the the two songs that you released don't go and get gone they're both super powerful songs and really focus on exploring your own identity and countering things you were told or 
things you were told to be or told how to act and stuff. What were you able to learn about yourself uh, after writing and recording these songs? Yeah, great question. Um, well, you know, I started the band at this time in my life when I was really, I was trying to figure out how to live life by my own rules. You know, I, I think like a lot of people, my teenage years and my early 20s were plagued by so many insecurities. And I was sort of reaching this point where I was, I was starting to just feel so over it. Like I was just like exhausted. I, I can't keep caring so much about what people think of me or what other people are doing. Like I need to find a way to do things my own way. And, um, and that's, th that's one of the reasons why, you know, we talked a little bit about how I wanted to start going under OK Cowgirl instead of my personal name. But the reasons we chose the words OK Cowgirl is because really, um, to me, this project, you know, reflects this process I've been in lately of trying to liberate myself from so many things. And, you know, it's about trying to learn how to be okay with myself, trying to learn how to be my best cowgirl, how to be, you know, strong-willed and independent and do things my own way. And I, I really wanted Get Gone to be our debut single because Get Gone, <laughs> like, sort of, to me, I have the same relationship to Get Gone as I do to our name, OK Cowgirl. Um, it's one of the first songs that I wrote when I was trying to sort of take on that cowboy archetype of being tough and not too concerned about what other people are thinking. You know, in the song, I'm, I'm a bit jaded, I'm over it. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of lamenting superficiality and, um, and critiquing various things in our society. And in a way that was really, really scary to me for years, I just, I felt this need to just be nice and um just be so nice like just be a nice girl that's what people want from you come on be a nice pretty girl and and finally i was like no like um sometimes i'm angry <laughs> sometimes i want to talk about real issues and so get gone was one of those first songs where i sort of gave myself the freedom to just go off um and uh it was super liberating and um not only the writing of the song and, and getting to perform it and enact it, but also when we went into the studio to record it, uh, I, I really played around with my friend, John Miller. He helped us record the album. He sort of co-produced and he thought it was really important that I try and play with my vocal delivery to try and um, just like express these my this attitude. And, and that was challenging for me too. I was so used to just singing in a way that made my voice sound beautiful. I was so used to just singing pretty and I was like, oh no, guess what? Like, I'm gonna talk about things that aren't pretty and I'm gonna sing in a way that's maybe not pretty, but it's about something more than that. Yeah, totally. The vocals were something that really stood out to me on both tracks. So, so how was that really challenging for you in the studio to sing in a way that was new to you sort of on the spot? Yeah, it was, it was a bit challenging. Luckily, John is a good friend of mine, so I, I'm pretty comfortable with him, but I remember it was his idea specifically that, you know, one of the first lines of the song is, um, suede jacket, leather boots on, those hipster boys are always drawn to her. And he really thought that I should spit the word hipster out. Um, because he's like, uh, you know, I was sort of saying, God, like, I don't know, I use the word hipster in this song. I don't think it's going to age well. And he's like, 
well, why did you use the word hipster? And I started, you know, I sort of started talking about it. And, and he was like, you use the word hipster for a reason. He was like, you just have to say it like you mean it. And he was like, he was like, say the word hipster with all of the disgust that you just expressed to me. And I was like, hipster. And he was like, yeah, do it again. And it's me and John down in his studio, just screaming the word hipster at each other back and forth. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was challenging, but it was also a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a really solid producer artist relationship yeah. that is built on a lot of trust. That's really cool. As far as sonically, we're kind of alluding to the fact that I I really think the music captures the frustration that you give off in the lyrics. What was your mindset as far as what you wanted the music to sound like sonically going into recording these songs? Well, I think that... The way we sort of approached it, um, and this is this is sort of a, a common approach that our band takes because I'll write the songs, I'll bring them to practice and the boys will help me work them out. You know, they'll write their parts, we'll maybe end up rearranging the structure a little. But normally how it goes is, you know, Matt locks in with a good drum beat and Jace helps reinforce that. And we've sort of got like a solid little pop tune going on. And then Jake, our guitarist, he likes to say that that we build the car and then he crashes it <laughs> that's sort of his approach is to just come in flaming hot do something messy not messy you know messy in like a very particular and artistic tasteful way but um jake is sort of our loose cannon you know he's got the crazy pedal board he's doing all the weird tricks and he's really sort of experimental with his guitar playing and i i really appreciate that and so um with this song especially that's sort of how we approach it i was like you know jake i want this song to have a lot of energy um and you know i think that his guitar part really sort of screams in the way that I'm trying to scream my frustrations in that song. And I alluded to this also earlier, but Don't Go and Get Gone, they're kind of, (laughs) the titles seem to be diametrically opposed. And when you listen to the two songs consecutively, they do seem related. How do you think the two songs build off of each other and interact with each other? Yeah, totally. Well, so I've talked a little bit about how, to me, this project is is about this process of me trying to liberate myself from various, various things. But I think something that's important to me was that part of this liberation process was not only being able to get up on stage and scream about what makes me angry, but it's also having that ability to then flip the switch and sing about something that brings me a lot of joy you know i think like the true true liberation is about like just like oh gosh now i'm tripping over my words because this is something that means so much to me (laughs) but um it was really about just like letting myself be me and feel my feelings whatever those were you know some days i was going to be upset some days i was going to be happy and i write songs that reflect all of those things but feeling like i'm allowed to be all of those things and i don't need to filter myself i don't need to dumb it down i don't need to curate it to death like I can just be all of these things. I keep I keep thinking about Bob Dylan's latest new song, I Contain Multitudes, you know? And and isn't that like the truest freedom that we all contain multitudes and we should allow to be we should be allowed to be happy some days and sad others and angry others and and isn't that just like a beautiful beautiful expression of liberation? 
And so for me, you know, I wanted to come out of the gate screaming with Get Gone and I wanted to follow it up with something that was a lot sweeter to sort of show just the range of emotional expression and sonic expression that I think our band has where um, we contain multitudes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. They're both really great songs that express a lot of raw, un- unfiltered emotions, too. It's very real, so and it really comes across in the song, so they're, they're both awesome. So you play in Fair Visions, a great band as well, and you've also been involved playing with Ryan Egan, who's also really, really awesome songwriter. I'm curious... What were you able to take away from playing in those projects that you bring to your own uh, solo work? Well, so uh, I started playing keys and singing backup vocals for Ryan Egan uh, back when I was in college. He was a regular at this coffee shop I worked at in the village. And we started, started talking music one day and one thing led to the other. And that was a really invaluable experience for me because it was my first time ever playing in like a proper rock band, you know, and Ryan was booking us gigs consistently. And um, it was just, it was sort of a sort of a hustle and a grind. And it was good for me to just get used to that routine of, of fitting in those rehearsals and playing those gigs and showing up, showing up and getting the job done. And it was also um, a really great learning experience for me to just see how Ryan, you know, how he how he manages his band, you know, how he talks to his different players and the way Ryan gives direction, the way Ryan gives people creative freedoms, just observing him in the act was was so, so valuable to me. Uh, and I definitely uh, it definitely informs the way that I relate to my band. Um, I think I have a very similar relationship to my band as he does, where I'm the primary songwriter. I do I, I write the core of the song, but then I, I like to give my players a lot of liberty. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then Fair Visions. I don't know. I always like to give the backstory. I just think the context, it's interesting to me. So maybe <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to other people. One night I, I was playing a gig with Ryan Egan at Union Pool, and this guy named Ryan Work was there to take photos for Alt Citizen and after the show he came up to me and was like hey I'm thinking of starting a band would you want to play synth and sing backups for me and I was like yeah maybe dude (laughs) and that's sort of that's how I met the other Ryan and uh yeah that's been really interesting for me because in Fair Visions I play bass synth I'm I'm not a bass player (laughs) Uh, but I am a keyboard player so I've been able to sort of you know figure it out but it's been really interesting to me as in the last few years, I've, I've been trying to get more comfortable with producing myself. And I actually think playing the bass in this other band has sort of helped, you know, broaden my range and get me more comfortable thinking about writing different parts and how different things play together. And just just trying to be able to understand, like, how my bandmates might be thinking about things, where their heads are at. Um, because I think, you know, when you're playing the bass versus playing the rhythm guitar versus singing, your head and how you're thinking about things, how you're approaching the overall song is slightly different. And it's really valuable to be able to to put yourself in each other's shoes, I think, when it comes to communicating and collaborating. Totally. That's really interesting perspective on that. What's what's next for the project? I know live music hopefully will be back 
next year and it seems like these songs will really translate well into the live setting but are you working on new music in the interim beyond these two two songs yeah totally um so well the band and i have been sort of gigging around since the summer of 2018 so we do have a full set of material and more and so we've uh we picked out these two to be our, our first two singles, but we've got a hand handful more from our live set that we're planning on recording this winter. Um, it'll most likely just be an EP, but hopefully that'll be out sometime in 2021. We're aiming for, for the summertime. And um, I'm also already writing <laughs> our next album that will follow that up, but that's in its very early stages. So <laughs> cool, cool. And w- what can people expect from the songs that'll make up the balance of the EP that you're planning on releasing in the summer? S- things in a s- similar sounding vein from the first two singles? Yeah, I think, um, you know get gone and don't go like like we've talked about are a bit diametric and and i think that all of the remaining songs that are going to be on this ep are sort of somewhere in the middle between those two um and so we really wanted to give people the the ends of this range and then we're going to fill it in for you (laughs) with this next release (laughs) nice well can't wait summer 2021 yeah. Hopefully things will be back to normal and there'll be a great OK Cowgirl release show <laughs> for the EP. Fingers crossed. All right. So we're going to play these two songs now. Here they are. Get Gone and Don't Go by OK Cowgirl.
We heard the two debut singles from OK Cowgirl, Get Gone and Don't Go. Everyone, they're available on all streaming platforms. You could also get them at okcowgirl.bandcamp.com. And now we're going to play some songs that Leah curated. All new local music. (laughs) I know I'm familiar with three out of five. So I'm excited to hear about... The two that I don't know in particular, even though the three that I do know are also really awesome. But I'm excited to hear more about the two that I don't know and learn more about them. But starting off with Tournament by Nation of Language off of their really awesome album that they put out this year, Introduction Presence. It's interesting. I don't know if... I, I think Nation of Language and Fair Visions, they seem to be related, sort of. <laughs> and I do kind of think of them in a, a similar vein. They both have that really cool uh, New Order, Joy Division-inspired sound. Definitely. Well, I can tell you that Ryan from Fair Visions would be very complimented from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I I almost said we because now I'm thinking about Fair Visions. All of us in Fair Visions love Nation of Language. They they just put on the best live shows. God, I miss that so much. Um, we were actually supposed to Fair Visions was going to open for Nation of Language um, for their release show for Introduction Present. So that was a bummer. But um, that whole album is fantastic. They are all amazing fantastic people just the nicest people i love how danceable their music is i love their choices and synth patches it always pulls me in and what i really like about tournament in particular i i struggled to pick one nation song i really because i could have picked any of them <laughs> they're all good they're all hits yeah, but totally. <laughs> but um what i like about tournament is ian's vocal delivery really intrigues me it, you know he has that nonchalant yet dramatic post-punk delivery that you know you mentioned joy division it sort of you know reminds me of ian curtis you know it, it has that yeah. post-punk attitude for sure and and it might sound nonchalant but really like his articulation is so deliberate um and so musical i just i think it's a great song i think his vocal delivery is absolute art and uh it's a jam yeah and they are a great live band i've seen them in a lot of interesting spaces do you know uh mike tarnofsky yeah i do know mike yeah so i remember one time they played in his backyard in the east village <laughs> when he lived at that place and they were awesome and I've also seen them in a basement in Bed-Stuy, Nation of Language. And then I've also seen them at that place in Manhattan that was open for a brief period of time. That oh, closed yeah, yeah. Very um, quickly. The Dance? The Dance, yes. Yeah. Thank you. And they were great there, too. So totally. Nation of Language, awesome band. <laughs> Next, we've got Shitty Love Songs by Fair Vision off of the awesome ep that fair visions put out over the summer called a way out well so i play bass synth and i sing background vocals in uh fair visions and shitty love songs is one of my favorite songs um in our set not only because the bass line is just really fun to play um, but because i really think you know we've got a lot of rich textures going on and i like the way that our different parts are playing off of each other rhythmically um but I think one of the reasons that this song really speaks to me is it's the lyrics, it's the subject matter. And um, I, I've actually, I've never talked to Ryan about, about what this song is about to him, but I can tell you what it's about to me. <laughs> um, you know, he has this line where he says, the world's too fucked for me to continue on the way that I've been going. And every time he sings that, it just hits me so hard. I think that, you know, in life, especially when you're when you're young and you're coming of age, like, you know, life is full of these little growth spurts when you have realizations or experiences that that sort of shift your perspective. And, um, you know, you're becoming more aware of the world around you or the world within you. And um, and even when you feel yourself experiencing these shifts in perspective, it can be sometimes hard to like align your behavior and to me that's what this song is about you know he's saying you know the world's too fucked for me to continue on in the same way but then he's like well here i am just writing another shitty love song that i have no attachment to um and and he really sort of expresses that tension of of um you know like well i am having these realizations i'm feeling these ways but 
I'm still just sort of going through these motions. And that's something that I find really relatable and really powerful. And, and it was something I've, I'd never really heard expressed in a song so poignantly before. Yeah, totally. Very relatable and very powerful as well. Great song. Great EP. This next artist, You Bet, is one of the ones that I'm not familiar with, so I'm excited to hear about You Bet. And the song's called My Side, and it's off of Compare and Despair, a new album just released this year. Yeah, Compare and Despair was one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, Nick, uh, who writes for You Bet, is just one of the most fantastic guitar players ever um but uh i really just i love the songwriting and the production on this song my side and um they're just they're thoroughly interesting it like keeps me on my feet i i find myself just randomly smiling <laughs> when i listen to this song and um as a vocalist i guess i'm always like really super attuned to to how people are delivering things. Um, but Nick has this really, this sort of like this heavy whisper um, that's that's enchanting. And, and at certain parts, there's like this talk singing that um, is just full of so much attitude, but it's still in this whispering voice. So it's like soft, but fierce. And, and I just, I think there's just a lot of, of depth to just, the way they decided to sing this song it just they're expressing so so much um and so it's a jam it's just a jam put it on repeat can't wait to put it on repeat really excited to listen to this whole record when i get the chance to compare and despair new album from you bet and we're gonna hear my side then this is a great great artist and album slight of mm-hmm. americana is the name of the song and their new album other people full marks really excellent record the song is just it's so well written um and the story it tells is great and but what really intrigued me about this song is the production of it because i feel like i mean at its core maybe even the name gives it away but at its core it feels like a folk song but it's wrapped up, it's dressed up in this sort of 80s pop sound. Um, and, you know, but Jim has this has this really emphatic vocal delivery that melds the different genres together in such a cohesive way. And it, it's really just so beautiful and unique sounding. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those songs that I feel like you can get lost in. Yeah, totally. I like the way you described it because he does really meet at the intersection of all these different types of genres on this record so definitely spot on description (laughs) and then last song crying song by lily jeanette yeah excited to hear about this artist as well and excited to learn more about this artist yeah um jace the bass player for okay cowgirl uh, does audio at Union Pool. And I, for the past few years, have been working as a door manager at the venue there. And so occasionally we'd work shows together, which was always a lot of fun. And this was, Lily Jeanette came through one night and this was one of those shows when Jace is upstairs in the audio booth, I'm downstairs at the ticket booth and we're texting each other just 
feverishly, oh my gosh, are you hearing this? Oh my God, how good is this? How good is this? Did you did you talk to her before the show? Is she nice? Do you think we can play a show with her? And so that's how we discovered her, sort of a cute story. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just a killer rock song. Uh, just like super solid. Um, I especially love when you listen to it um, in the verse, she does this sort of rhythmic repetitive vocal melody that just sort of just sort of like lures you in you're just i just i just feel myself just locking into that groove and um yeah just some great great music love to see a girl rocking on the guitar me too <laughs> and i can't wait to hear this song lily Jeanette crying song to wrap up this set of local music curated by Leah of OK Cowgirl. We've got Tournament by Nation of Language, Shitty Love Songs by Fair Vision, My Side by You Bet, Americana by Slight Of, and Crying Song by Lily Jeanette. We'll be back. That's fun. I'm wasting away. I took the long road home and never paid off.
track And I'll sue you there And I'll hail Mary on through America's on my side America shoots me down America The masterpiece Somehow And it only puts a sad on me Yeah, it only puts a sad on me Enemy is in my hands And we only go down, down, down 
everyone we just heard some songs on a all local playlist curated by leah of okay cowgirl we heard tournament by nation of language shitty love songs by fair vision my side by you bet americana by slight of and crying song by lily Jeanette. all right leah thank you so much for appearing on local fidelity today it was a pleasure speaking with you and getting to hear about the awesome, awesome 
Okay, cowgirl singles, get gone and don't go, everyone. They're both available on all streaming platforms now, and you can also get them on Bandcamp, okcowgirl.bandcamp.com. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you.